The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain They can hear us? Jesus. Jesus. Okay, I'm going to mute myself. But oh. <laughs> Well, H to everyone, back like a bad habit, better than you ever had it, B-Zoobs and J-Zero. It's Wrestling Brain. It's Double or Nothing Weekend. Uh, well, I suppose not the weekend yet, but the, the eve of the weekend. Zoobs, what do you call that? I guess just the week. Yeah, it's Double or Nothing Week. Is it the Hello if, to the Brainiacs Wrestle 23 say, Brains. It would be that one for sure. Uh, it is a Double or Nothing Week. It snuck up on me. I guess that's the price that I pay for having my life sort of uh, tossed upside down, and and the new the new entry sort of completely disarming my sense of time. But here we are. We've made it double or nothing week. As it repeatedly said on this show, the biggest show of the year for AEW sort of was the the rhetoric. That yeah, I is it heard. all out or is it double or nothing? I I never know. To me, it's all out, but people say double or nothing, right? Agreed. Well, the announce team certainly says double or nothing. Not that I expect them to come on and be like, the second biggest pay-per-view we can do. Like, <laughs> if you're only going to watch one, watch the other one. And then after that, watch this one if you're free. Uh, they, I, I could go for that level of honesty in advertising, though. You know, I think that, that would be uh, genuinely nice. Uh, five pack of gifted subs here from Anfield Road. One from the great Nice Boy Online. Thank you both so much. Good evening, everybody. Now, you know how New York does that, Zoobs? They call SummerSlam. They don't go, oh, it's the second biggest uh, thing ever. They go, it's the, the biggest summer party of the party. summer. Yeah. Summer maybe, party. So could maybe AEW be like Vegas's or, or, or June's biggest uh, AEW event? Or maybe that's the road to take. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't hate, I, I also don't even hate the like summer's biggest thing as like, as like framing because, uh, yeah. you know, we have, you have your song of summer every year. You have your like, uh, story of the summer every year. So to me, you know, that's not crazy. Midsummer, midsummer classic, the, the, the Memorial day classic that the AEW has primed out for us. And a reminder off the top, there was no better place to be on a Wednesday night than right here. Twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. I'm your boy, the Zoobs. I'm with the man on the West coast, J zero SHC. You've already heard him talk. He's already been, he's already ready to go. He's fired up a special kind of excited, uh, tonight. So it's going to be a heck of a show. We welcome you in. Uh, also those of you, uh, the nasty casties they're joining us hello to the nasty casties hello to everyone sorry for taking a couple of weeks off of the show uh we are back i am excited to be back i need this show's regularity in my life more than ever uh staring down these zoobs the producer matt behind the ones and twos behind there it is a hell of a way to cure what ails you thrilled to be with my boys talking about the business on uh i'm gonna say zoobs a a pay-per-view week that feels more muted than it should to me. Um, 
now you had mentioned off the top that you, you know you're of course not as in the cyclone with young samuel joining us uh you're you know you're still taking in all the content but heads pulled in different directions hearts pulled in different directions but i too uh feel like punk hangman at the top is something i really want to see there's been good builds but partially because of the rushed nature of this and some weird timing issues some wild booking choices i maybe don't feel as excited for double or nothing as i want to and so i'm gonna go again here that said at four times a year i'm gonna watch every single one of these things and i'm thrilled to watch on sunday i'm only talking about when i compare it to uh all in or revolution and my hype levels for those i can feel that i'm a little less there is that is that safe to say for you and i'll stop for the chat too do you feel about in line with revolution or maybe a little less I think we also had some in the last few cycles, especially. You mean look, you look back at uh, September and earlier this year. Uh, I can't even remember what what month the first one was in there this year. February, March? March. Yeah, yeah. You look back at March and September of last year as well. Um, some big superfluous stuff that was also you know sort of outsized than anything on this card. I think Punk MJF had done so much and delivered so much for us so many times. And on the other hand, we had you know we had the first pay-per-view arrivals of a lot of these guys who had the first pay-per-view matches from a lot of these guys so uh, i think we're settling into a different time and and i i you know summer traditionally in general you talked about new york traditionally schedule wise this is sort of where um you cool off a little bit in your like feverishness not that they have again you've seen punk challenging for the top title you have a, a tournament uh that has meant quite a bit to a lot of people involved in the way in so They've certainly done what they can to juice it, but I also am not surprised that this time of year maybe doesn't have people scratching and clawing for it the way that people came in here ravenous uh, early parts of this year and late last year. That said, Zoobs, and I'm glad to hear you echoing, the chat seems to be uh, not really with me here, which I'm actually happy to see that uh, maybe it's my depressing life events that have muted my interest <laughs> in uh, Double or Nothing and uh, my general somber mood as I hang on by a thread. Uh, because we got uh, Tom Hummel saying... <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like not enjoying your hobbies anymore they make you feel just the best it really feels normal to be uh completely out of step with the normal things i enjoy awesome awesome feeling uh, but tom hummel saying he does understand where i'm coming from but probably is a tad more excited for this one sam fell saying it's been a bit of a rushed build but so he's at a six and a half instead of a seven in excitement even though zoobs says that doesn't count well, it does. Six and a half. I, I didn't mean. I think I misspoke last last time when I said six and a half doesn't count. Well, said, and the above six and a half is, is just a seven. And I, we'll get into it obviously in the show. But I think sort of your mileage on the tournament probably mm -hmm. determines a little bit mm -hmm. of your excitement in the show. Um, and uh, I don't know. When we look, take a look at the card. I think for me, it's sort of there's some stuff that just doesn't have the the, the itch being scratched in the way that uh, previous pay per views have. Which is all again as you said. Which is all to say that being said you're being blessed with incredible matches and like huge stories uh, and, and proper build to pay-per-views. So uh, I expect still Sunday to come around and, and be like, wow, at a, at a whole bunch of stuff. And it could really be as simple as there's nothing I'm dying to see as much as just uh, MJF and CM Punk at the center of the card. Like if you were to pull up the other card in this one and put them one-to-one, -one, I might be like, oh, you know, if you take out their best matches with each of theirs, Maybe they're about equivalent, but Punk MJF was just uh, electric at the time. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Heart note saying it seems light on story and big on awesome matches. Yeah, I feel you there. Trilly McGinnis, more excited for Double or Nothing, but the build to Revolution was better. Sure. Not really sure how that works, but uh, yeah, maybe it's just the matches on paper. So, uh, yeah, everybody's rock and roll. And I agree with good friend Jake. A little less excited, but still very 
excited. So I do want to say out the gate, uh, this is going to be a normal Double Dudes where we are going to talk about the episode, but I think we will try to build sort of a, a preview show for Double or Nothing into it. So if the segments we talk about a little less and part of its preview, I think you'll understand uh, formatically while we're doing that. But the one part of the show that will not change is that off the top, we're going to do what it is we do best around here and ask you, the Brainiacs in the chat, and you, the Zoobs, on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst and seven being the best. What did you write tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? You didn't spend money on it, but you didn't spend time, Zoobs, which is something you can't get back you'll never get it you'll never get it back you'll never get the time refunded you get the money refunded you can you can invest your money and get money uh for having money in a specific place i don't really know how that works you can save your money yeah 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 or you can you know i mean we know which you never get you never get your time back you're never gonna get it back Punk cost fallacy there uh absolutely (laughs) right Um, sex jays in the chat saying wrestling brain brains in the chat for our pal the sexual Jumanji. It's actually out there grinding five days a week with a hit YouTube show every every afternoon. Don't know how he does it. Incredible. The grind that that show, I mean, him and Trill must just be, I can't imagine the amount of work that goes into keeping that. And like you say, Zoobs, absolutely rules. Uh, they did, uh, completely pertaining to the interest of this show, they went through the, I think it was the AEW roster the other day. I watched the clip. Oh, no, it was the New York roster. And just like we're commenting on the people. It was great content. I encourage people to seek it out. After this, should I machine gun through some scores here, Zoops? Yeah, lay it on me. Scoots Broda with a seven. Hey, my name is Will with a five. Sam Fells with a five and a half. Am I doing it right with a six? America's so bad with a five. Tom Hummel with a six. Good friend Jake with a six. Paceball with a six. Thomas W with a six. C Supp at 55 with a five and a half. Trill McGinnis with a seven. Nice boy online with a five and a half. Anfield Road with a six. Corvax 1266 with a six. Area Thrasher with a six. Heart Note with a six. Sex what you want you say the secret? Lots of marijuana, my friends. Well, I hear that. Sex Jay and uh, plenty of <laughs> I the scenes in a lot of these streams, it turns out. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the, the secret ingredient, you might say. Uh, what do you think the average here is, Zoobs? Uh, maybe a little bit above a six? Yeah, I would say, well, I don't, I'm not even sure because there's only you only have the one seven to really pull it up and then a, a couple five and a halves to pull it up. So, yeah, I would say probably if you if you went, you know, your average versus median versus mean, Right, your most common answer is for sure a six, uh, probably a, probably a, a high five. Uh, is uh, <laughs> how's that? We'll uh, add that to the show. High try five. that. Yeah, hang on. Every time you say that, so say it again. High five. <laughs> now that's good. That's see, that's what. No, we're... Yeah, you, you wonder what the difference between podcasting and Twitch is. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. on a podcast, they're like, "What are these? What? Not here." Yeah. Missing out, missing out. Half the experience, probably less. The horrible music of AW Dynamite plays us in, but quickly is interrupted by Maxwell Jacob Friedman's music. He's out in his best Shawn Michaels ref gear, looking absolutely yoked here. Uh, as he's in to be the referee uh, for the match between his lackey and his former lackey, Shawn Spears and Wardlow Zoops. Uh, kind of a, a big play here to open up with a steel cage match on a TV show. Were you surprised to see this one open up the show? I was. You, I, I realized I was. I was surprised by it, and then sort of realized pretty quickly that like you sort of have to fit in that the cage comes down moment either at the very end or the very beginning because you have to uh, either disassemble it or or yeah. however you want to do it. Um, so I think so. I think smart to lead with it and sort of. Um, I don't want to call it big fight feel, obviously, because it was you know. A fairly 
predictable outcome. Obviously, they're going to have that match at the pay-per-view. Of, like, yeah. What, how else are they going to do? So you sort of know when you have the stipulation, you have the extra stipulation with the referee. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised to see it come out first, for sure. Yeah, and uh, despite being surprised by it, it looked great, I thought. The cell was lit up really cool, and it felt like a, a smash opening to the show. Uh, Sean Spears gets his full chairman entrance. Am I silly, Zoobs, or is this the first time he's, uh, you know, we've made fun of the the Canadian Leaf uh, Punisher symbol. He wore that as a mask for about 10 seconds tonight. Was that the first time he's ever done that? Am I, or has he done this <laughs> Great before? timing. Great timing with the Punisher. Perfect stuff. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm not going to get into an argument about uh, the specifics of Sean Spears. I, for some reason, I remember recently someone challenged you like a month ago on the like how many times Sean Spears has had that entrance conversation. I don't want to oh, wade yeah. into that. I'm not wading into that minefield ever again. So I, I'll just say respectfully, uh, maybe he has done it again, but tonight's the first time I noticed it. How about that for a little... A little weasel my way through that yeah getting in and getting out he is these zooms yeah uh i i thought spears like getting the full entrance here was appropriate they were trying to build this like you said winner never really in doubt but with mjf as referee in this match i did find myself thinking how will wardlow win this match like mjf is never gonna count the three and he makes that abundantly clear early in the match he's you know basically in a handicap match here against sean spears and mjf who is also the referee, so maybe something worse than a handicap match. They don't take off Wardlow's handcuffs, but he gets an enormous pop for being so strong and just breaking out of his handcuffs in the middle of this match. I thought this was a cool moment, Zoobs, and a cool call. Did it hit you the same? Great visual, and and to save that, right? That's sort of, mm -hmm. we had talked at the very beginning of this whole thing that, like, Wardlow and this feud sort of built for those, like, bigger moments. The the OMG moment that, you, that you're triggering uh, in the triangle. games. Yeah, exactly right. The pulling, but like in the vein of like what they used to do with Braun Strowman, which is like pulling the set down or like vehicles or like, and it sort of has been a little bit restricted to him throwing security guards down the stairs, which is cool. But I like that they saved a visual like this, especially having run and established the uh, handcuff thing for so long. Like it, they did the handcuff thing for like almost a full month. So to have him sort of establish that in, in a really crucial moment, I think is a, a smart use of, of a creative visual. Long-term storytelling, I think they call that, Zooms, you, you might a say. Payoff, a little payoff. <laughs> that is what they call it in the biz. This match, first of all, I'll say, I loved this. I was uh, as into this as the crowd was. It's almost like, it is obviously a wrestling match, but it is almost as much angle as it is match in some ways. Like it, the, it's very much playing out this angle. We know we're getting to MJF Wardlow, uh, but I still very much enjoyed it. Sean Spears accidentally hits MJF with a steel chair, uh, swinging at Wardlow and missing. MJF takes an unprotected chair shot and goes down. They get out another referee who will do the count and Wardlow pins Sean Spears. Uh, time for my least popular wrestling take. Uh, if you're not, if you're looking to, uh, not enjoy my takes anymore tune in no one ever likes this one but uh, i relish the opportunity to say it i don't mind the odd unprotected headshot i think if uh you realize what these guys are actually up to out there the idea that these are like 10 times worse than like the 10 pile drivers you see on a show is crazy talk to me uh i don't want the full comeback of unprotected hair shots but i saw a lot of what i'll call uh pearl clutching on twitter about like there's no place in wrestling for an unprotected headshot I have a feeling MJF is fine. Uh, MJF 
let loose a pint of blood against CM Punk and rammed his head into the post about a dozen times. And I, I think I think he he understands the risk management. Am I off? Am I off base with the zooms? Do you think there's no place for this? Uh, listen, yeah, they jump off ladders through stacks of chairs, and they <laughs> absolutely and and again, uh, there's nothing that's not agreed upon and he's not in a position where he's not sort of prepared for it it's not like and it's not gratuitous i think the it, the issue is is like the what we had in peak attitude era where it's like guys are just turning around and wailing on each other like 10 to 20 times in a match i, I think well placed and well thought of does sort of remind me of the pile driver in general returning where it's sort of like sure. it it almost has an extra uh thing right now Dr. Scoots Brodo's in our chat, bring up a, a good point here, Zoobs. You can only get CTE from a hit on the back of your head. So as long as the chair shot's at the front, there you go. No problem. So thank you to, to Scoots Brodo for that one. Um, yeah, as long you know, there's some chair shots. Like, I don't think there's a place for Stevie Richards swinging on JBL in wrestling. But you know, other than that JBL... exact situation. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, JBL was yeah. mean to Blue Meanie. Let's call it how Yeah, it there was. is a place. Like, it it plays perfectly. <laughs> With that, Wardlow gets on top of the cage to enormous fanfare. These people love their giant ripped hero. Uh, it is confirmed. It is made official for this Sunday. Wardlow versus MJF. Who's going to win this, Supes? I don't hate the like uh, MJF adds another quiver to his like evilness and continues to be like this guy that is, gets one up on 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 a lot of people. I think I think that's the direction I would probably go. So I would get the win to MJF. I'd find a way. Now consider that there is a step here at play that if Wardlow loses, he can never sign a contract with all elite wrestling. Now some I saw I saw some saying that they're painting themselves into a corner on this one. Hear me out. MJF wins, because I don't think you can have Wardlow win here. I don't think MJF... Now, listen, st professional wrestling storytelling does tell you Wardlow wins here. The, the good guy finally gets over at the bad guy at the big show. I just don't know if Wardlow's ready for it. And so, MJF, he cheats, the ring, one, two, three, Wardlow, no AEW contract. Wardlow, ring of honor contract. Yeah, I agree. Seems like a way that uh, he can still be sort of protected. I, I agree, but I also wonder if we're overthinking it to a degree. And that Wardlow just getting the giant reaction, beating MJF yeah. is the thing. Sometimes, sometimes we 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 learn in this company is like, does it really hurt MJF to lose to Wardlow here? I really don't think it does at all. Like he's a guy that pretty immediately erases this the next day, especially if it spears yeah. an attitude. If it if it if one thing goes wrong, it's pretty easy for him to like weasel out of it. And um, Maybe it, maybe, maybe it is something we're overthinking, and, and MJF is just going to take a loss here, and that's sort of in the in the easier, greater good sort of thing. I think they're like once again, I think they're definitely not painted in a corner to, for the reasons you just said. I think a lot of people um, can make that connection pretty pretty well, and and see that going, and it adds just enough. It adds just enough uh, for him to, you know, have the intrigue going either way. So, I would see, uh, I would see a possibility here where where we overthink this, and and punk, and pardon me, punk. <laughs> MJF sort of cruises through to the do it does it again another another one up. Uh, Big Mac one eighty one here with an interesting idea on how to book around this one. Zoobs reverse New York it, give him a first name and sign Phil Wardlow, different guy. Hey, well yeah. this guy this is this is Phil Wardlow. I I think I think Big Mac's onto something with that one. Zoobs, which we all know right now his first name is Wardlow and his last name is Mayhem. We well established. That's everybody knows it. 
he's <laughs> Mr. Mayhem. We go to the desk where uh, Jim Ross talks about the, the tragedy in Texas. He says, something's got to stop. Could it be you who can fix this? Um, I thought it was nice to give them some time on this on the show. Like, you almost have to get it out somewhere. I thought there was a chance CM Punk was going to bring it up in his promos. He was tweeting about it all day today. Um, yeah, it wasn't like the smoothest thing ever, but I was glad to see this got some time on the show and that it was very clear that something's got to stop. Yeah, I would love it if uh, somebody who could do something about it would give one of these speeches. <laughs> all, all, all due respect to the head coach of the Golden State Warriors and the announcers on the wrestling show yeah. and the people on Twitter who quote tweet dunk and this and this use. I would love it if someone who like had uh, power. <laughs> so like Tony Khan, you're saying? You're saying somebody, Tony Khan, maybe. Somebody who makes laws could speak passionately about this in one way or the other. But one Something's step got to stop, Kang! One step that, at a time. Once, yeah. yeah, well, very, it feels like not enough steps. It feels like the steps are happening very slowly. But I do agree with you that uh, it is sort of, I don't know, not imperative is not the word I want to use, but like there's something to um, a, a, a vocal show of, show of solidarity yeah. here. If, we, if, you can, if you can continue it, if you, hopefully people can, you can continue it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought it was worth giving them credit for, and uh, I was glad they went out of their way to do it. J-A-S, the Jericho Appreciation Society, is walking backstage. Dan Garcia is talking uh, that the Blackpool Combat Club and their friends are going to be shocked at how violent sports entertainment can really get. And when you think about it, he's, you know, there's been some violent uh, things over there in New York. So he's, he's We had he's just seen an unprotected hair headshot, headshot moments earlier. I mean, whoever says it better than these zoobs, not anyone I've ever met. Uh, now we get a little Josh bait. Daddy Magic bullying someone. This is the exact sort of shit I like. Uh, there's a, a cameraman wearing uh, a John Moxley t-shirt. And uh, in a shade to his leader of his faction, Chris Jericho, he goes, you know what happens? You know what happens when you wear a John Moxley shirt? And uh, Chris Jericho shoots a fireball at this cameraman as uh, Daddy Magic pushes him down. Great shit. I love these guys. I'd be hanging out with them if I was on the roster. There's no doubt about that um no obviously teasing that i love the other side of this equation but i did like this uh backstage mean guys uh what assholes like where, where are you on the fireball zooms i feel like awesome. you and come on he's okay. throwing fireball come yeah. on <laughs> he's throwing fireballs <laughs> out of nowhere that's a fucking amazing that's fucking amazing absolutely the sports entertainers it's perfect are you a guy are you starting to love you some sports entertainment zooms I'm being sports entertained. You can't like <laughs> you'd have to be made of stone to not be sports entertained by that. That's incredible. We finally get to it. CM Punk and Hangman Page go face to face. Um, I know that Hangman Page Wrestling had COVID, brain. but this needed to happen somewhere earlier in the feud. Like this was easily the most compelling part of these guys build and should be the root of what this feud's about. Uh, and yet is, and I understand you want to have the big go home segment, but the angles presented here, I thought were really good. First of all, punk is introduced and on his cron, it says debuted the punk shot lariat to defeat John silver two weeks ago. Again, a nice reminder that punk didn't even need to go to sleep or the Anaconda device to put away John silver. Uh, does my heart good. Um, hangman page cuts an entire promo here about this is the first time that he's not defending the belt for himself. He's defending the belt for AEW. 
because this guy CM Punk has talked about workers' rights left and right, but since he's been here, it's been anything but. He's on every show. He's taking the spotlight. His time's run long. He's the faded star that he used to hate now coming here and stealing all the attention. Uh, he quotes CM Punk's own pipe bomb right back to him. He goes, here, let me tell you. I'll tell you how I feel about you. I don't hate you. Of course, the famous words CM Punk speaking to C uh, John Cena at the beginning of that. Um, CM Punk responding with, the foundation of this place is built with wood I chopped down. I thought a uh, fantastic, like very CM Punk line and a apropos reaction to somebody sort of questioning your place. It's like AEW wouldn't happen if I didn't happen. Um, their, their dynamics not abundantly clear here. The crowd turning between one of them largely in CM Punk's pocket though. Hangman in a white t-shirt. CM Punk in a black t-shirt. Zoom, so much to break down here, but do you mind if I open up the discussion with the Keep It or Kick It? I can't wait. I've been waiting, I've been waiting 29 baited breath minutes for the first Keep It or Kick It of the show. Well, then let's do it, baby, like we do. Keep It or Kick It, of course, where I throw out a wrestling prompt, one I pulled from my brain, and I throw it to these Zoobs and the Brainiacs in the chat who must go over to their emotes bar and hit either a keep or a kick, of course, a keep means that you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, and a kick means that you hate it, you despise it, and you never want to see it again. Zooms, do you remember after these 29 long minutes the rules to keep it or kick it? I'll never forget the rules to keep it or kick it. Is that a promise? Absolutely. Don't let me get don't let me catch you in a lie. If you... Won't happen. Don't worry about it. They're complex. <laughs> Zooms, everybody knows, or at least everybody's been talking about. A potential CM Punk turn in the main event of this Sunday's Double or Nothing. Now, I don't really know if it's going to happen. I understand why people think that, that uh, sometimes uh, too soon is the perfect timing for a turn in wrestling. Uh, it freshens up a bunch of opponents on the opposite side. But tonight I was wondering, is there a chance Hangman Page goes a little heel to beat up CM Punk? And so my keep it or keep it, kick it this week, first one to open up this week is very simple. Zoops. Keep it or kick it. This Sunday... One of the wrestlers in this match is turning heel. Mm. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it, keep it, keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it, keep it, keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it. Wow, what a track. The theme song's so good, everyone can hear it. Okay. I can't uh, say enough that that being solved is the most incredible uh, addition to this show in quite some time. It really is. It's like, let the keeps and kicks roll in. We get to dance around, take a little time off. Otherwise, it's just me going, otherwise, it's me going, uh, and then some I look people... at the screen, wait for the things to come in, you know? Now, I should know in the comments box, we did get a couple. Uh, we missed Zoob saying, uh, of course. uh, that you know, you can't please everyone, though. That's just the nature it's of the a beast. Pretty high percentage of my of my verbiage. <laughs> just saying, uh, <laughs> kills time, fills space. What's not to love? Is that your lean word? Mine is, uh, unfortunately, like. <laughs> uh, I, I, there it is right there. Maybe it must be. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Having listened to my own things, it is something that bothers me when I when I do it. When I'm writing, when I'm writing, it's the word just for me. I throw the word just in there. Uh... It's crazy how often I, I will say something is just. I'm also bad with like, but just was like the one for me. 
I was also bad with like, but just was like, if you think he didn't do that on purpose, you're not paying attention, Sims. <laughs> Should I machine gun through a couple of these keeps and kicks? Yeah, wrap these, wrap these are a nice little bow. We'll see where we get to. Good friend Jake with a keep. Bobby Burritos with a keep. Sam Fells with a keep. Trillian McGinnis with a keep. Nice Boy Online with a kick. Anfield Road with a kick. Pace Foul with a kick. C Suppa 55 with a keep. E Prime with a keep. America is so bad with a keep. Qui Gon Gin and Juice with a kick. Area Thrasher with a keep. Thomas BW with a keep. Corvax 1266 with a keep. Tom Humble with a kick. Hey, my name is Will with a kick. Heart Note with keep. Big Mac with a keep. What's the percentage breakdown there? That's I would say that 70 30 if I had to eyeball it without doing in, any math at all. In favor of the keeps. 60-40 from producer Matt. Uh, in favor of keeps, yeah. In favor of keeps. And what do you think, Zeus? Do you think one of these gentlemen is going to uh, take the path of least resistance this weekend? At the risk of this sounding like a cop-out, it's hard, it's hard for me to put any vote that either one of them was going to do anything permanent, if you know what I mean. Where, Yeah. Like, I do know what you mean. Punk didn't turn heel against Eddie Kingston. It was sort of it was what that situation called for was for him to to not be a guy going for cheers. Uh, it didn't stop him from being a face right after, and wouldn't stop him from being a face right before. And I think the same is true of of Hangman when we even saw that. I wouldn't call it a shades of gray, but the the when he was up against Adam Cole and the Elite, these sort of people were like, oh, he's yeah he's taking the you know he's cranking it up a notch uh, here with the physicality or what have you. So do, do I think one of them will win a match with like heel tactics? Probably not. I probably would go. That's would go yeah. It would be there. my specific, my way of specifying it, I guess. So you would be, I think sort of kicking in the spirit of this question. Uh, yeah. And you're right. I don't know if they need to. And I think the forbidden door shadow sort of looms around the corner. I think punk's opponent at Forbidden Door matters a lot, but can he really get booed in Chicago? Like, is that going to happen? I think CM Punk could probably go anything, well, I don't know, against the ace of the universe, who knows? But against anybody this side of Hiroshi Tanahashi, CM Punk is getting cheered in uh, Chicago, I figure. So I don't think so. I think I'd probably be a kick here as well. Yeah, although, I, and I will say, this is something good friend Jake says in the chat, and something that I sort of, maybe they're throwing it in there just to throw us off the scent. Um that sort of I did I do sort of see it you sort of do see it with punk and sort of like the talking with my hands behind my back and sort of very much mm -hmm. like oh I'm it's not personal I you know oh I don't know why you're mad that's sort of like it's not a long journey to see where this could go and sort of being the concern trolling and like the the, the, yeah. the sort of uh facetious nature of of some of that stuff I think would be easy for him to build something out of so it remains to be seen for me whether that's um, is that the seeds of what's to come, or are we being thrown off the scent a little bit here with with mm. some with some nuance and depth? Yeah, I like that line of thinking a bunch, and I do think that the punk feuds more than most other feuds will sort of reward that sort of analysis, like consideration. Like you can pay attention to the details because they're put there for a reason. Um, I'll throw it right back to you here, Zoobs. Where's your hype level for this title match in AEW? Uh, CM Punk's first shot at the top gold in the company, and ultimately. Who walks out as champion on Sunday? Expectations high. This is the this is the biggest expectation I think I've had for uh, Hangman in a, in a title defense, and that in, that includes that includes Danielson for me. Where where that was those were those were great matches, but we have talked in a couple times in this show. Maybe it's our tastes. Maybe it's sort of what we've been exposed to in the last little bit. But um, Punk's feuds and the themes that he's gone through and the matches he's had have had a layer of nuance and depth that I that I really vibe with and I really dig 
And I think that was what made Hangman so special and what made people gravitate towards him. And the reason he's champion at all is he was also able to layer, layer those things in. Mm-hmm. It's one of those matchups that you talk about a lot of the time where I I don't I, I feel like this style should mesh and it should it should elevate, but I almost don't know if it will. It it, it sort of hangman's a weird dance partner sometimes, although I obviously he has been consistently great in the last year plus. It it it'll be interesting to see sort of what a hangman CM Punk match looks like. I think you're able to sort of draw the lines with some of the other punk matches we've seen um a little easier. And a, and a CM Punk championship challenge as well is is a different is a different animal. And even truer, I think, on the Hangman side, too, where it's like Hangman and Brian feel like more natural opponents in my mind than Hangman and Punk. Um, from a physicality standpoint, Brian, like exactly what he brings to it. I'm not surprised they went to that well twice. That said, I think CM Punk is just insanely good, and uh, they're going to put on something that I really want to watch. But I'm going to pick CM Punk on Sunday. I think he enters Forbidden Door as the AW champion into Chicago uh, to take on Kenta. That's what I think's going on. Very cool. Good friend Jake. I mean, with the the type of fantasy booking, love to see. He says, he says, oh man, oh man, Joe beats Cole at double or nothing, and Punk beats Hangman, and we go directly to Punk and Joe four. I know you are not going to be upset about that direction at all. Well, here's the only problem with doing Punk Joe four, which of course I would be incredibly excited about. There are only a couple things left that I need to see in wrestling before wrestling brains out the window. I'm done watching this stuff, and I live in a cabin. And Joe Punk 4 is one of them. Joe Punk 4 could be my series finale to this shit. The, the guys that emerge my love for it, do it again, brother, in the in the main event for my favorite federation. Could could that be it? You know, you, you better hope Sean Amino isn't back together with John Moxley on that show if you like this show. <laughs> Let me tell you, maybe off those two things. What... What's left? Yeah, what 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 world are left to conquer? Unless we're gonna bring Austin Aries in for Punk to beat his ass again. I don't really know what else there's. And no one else wants that but me. I was gonna say I love that. I love this idea that you have got everything you want in wrestling except an Austin Aries return. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Aries Punk at Death Before Dishonor three is as good of a wrestling match as you can see, as good as anything, and has uh, one of my favorite tropes in wrestling when a guy gets hit by his own finisher and kicks out before one. Crowd just loses it. Aries does a Pepsi plunge on him, and Punk's just like, fuck you. Like, as soon as he hits the mat, just the arms up. Incredible stuff. Uh, AEW, this is this is a freebie. This one's from me. You can call me for the consultation. Happy to work for the dime. This one's for free. Yeah. You like, just they, bought they, Ring they, you just AW bought Ring of person Honor. In, yeah. in Mark right now. This is it right now. Um, <laughs> let you just bought Ring of Honor. Let's stop making every fucking feud in AEW about handshakes. Like, that's going to be going on over... Punk, punk you're going to shake my hand by... How many... It feels like everybody's wanting everybody to shake you. MJ, shake my hand. Everybody's wanting shake, shake, shake. You got to shake my... If this is Ring of Honor's whole thing, that's about to kick off. Let's... Whoa with the handshakes. Maybe, maybe it's secret messaging that everyone doing that is going to be involved in the Federation. Good friend Jake both painting me as an awful person and being dead on correct in saying that the the last two things Josh wants in wrestling is the return of Austin Aries and the return of Ryback. And that is true. Yeah, I'm most, the people only... that, most people say that's the last thing I want. And you're saying that's the last thing I want. <laughs> Dude, come on. That's good. Give the old Barry Horowitz there. That's as good as it gets. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think Ryback is as loathsome as everybody else does, but I'm not bringing him in because I think he's lovable. Like, I think him versus Punk 2 would be a legitimate, like, half-million pay-per-view seller. Like, I think that would happen. Like, I legitimately think that would be the biggest pay-per-view that AEW would have put on, Punk versus Ryback 2. Aries would be just for me. Yeah. Matt's asking what the buildup to Punk Ryback is. It's easy. You have Colt Cabana come out, who's also on their roster, sit at a table. You have CM Punk come out, sit beside Colt Cabana on that table, and they just hit play with a microphone to a little digital recorder where it's CM Punk ruining Ryback's career in 2013 on that podcast when he calls him steroid guy, a botch gorilla, just a loser who doesn't know what he's doing, a guy who injured the whole dumbest fuck line. Okay. He just ruined him. He just plays that. I'm laughing on my end here because Josh described the most Josh buildup to a pay-per-view. It involves Ryback, <laughs> CM Punk, and a shoot interview. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Everyone's at 500,000 buys on this pay-per-view. Listen, you're lying to yourself if you don't want Punk Ryback. I don't believe you. I simply don't believe you. You say, oh, I would definitely not watch Punk versus Ryback. I wouldn't incredibly look forward to it. Lose my number. <laughs> it's good to be back, Zoobs. Wow, I've had a week. Great to have you. Lost a lot of weight this week, Zoobs. Great, great diet, not eating. You know, it's just a absolutely it's a yeah. Great, it's a great head start. Couple cigarettes in there, maybe. Oh man, that'll help you, that'll help you lose a few pounds. Couple throw up sessions. You're like, man, yeah. I look great. You're a model. You look. That's model lifestyle. <laughs> Cigar cigarettes, going... no food, and puking. I'm going to our pal John Cullen's wedding on uh, Saturday. So the timing couldn't be better to be, uh, I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. You just, you wait, Zoops. You're going to say, wow, what a gorgeous guy my co-host is. I already say that. My guy. You are. <laughs> Jade Cargill and an Anna J package. Uh, this is a good, fine package. I don't really have a lot to say about it. Jade oh, said all of her lines. Huh? This is a pay-per-view match? Yeah. That's tough for me. It's a tough one, right? It probably won't go very long. Not the Jade. Obviously, Jade is money, and you put her, you put her where you need to put her, you know, to make your money. But uh, I don't know that the Anna J pay per view feud was something that I expected in this cycle. AW is just not killing it on the pacing and booking right now. Like, I know that Hangman had COVID. You still need to find a way to have these guys interact before that via video. Uh, you do something where they're not, they're six feet apart. You have to get creative. It's not my job to think of it. Um, you've, tonight felt so rushed. And uh, I, I don't know. This, this is like on a pay per view that already looks a little long. It's like Jade just kicking Anna Jay. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a pay per view caliber matchup, but I don't think it'll go very long. Jade is money, but I would love them to build to TV blow off matches like the, the best version of SmackDown used to do uh, back in the day where you'd get like a blow off on SmackDown leading into the pay per view. Like build this feud and the TBS title Friday night heading into the pay per view, big title match on Rampage. Something like that, I think, appeals to me more than, frankly, I'm more into Hook and Danhausen versus uh, Nice and Smart Mark on the pre-show than I am this. Like, it feels, there's like a feud there. This mm. is a Jade Big Boot. Zoops, you, yeah. you're, you're really looking forward to those. Uh, Hookhausen, right? Yeah, right up my alley. It's pre-show, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's on the pre-show, right? It is. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. No, no. You, I just—it was nice of you to bring up. I just thought it was uh, the the it was nice. Uh, the timing was good. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Man. Yeah, it's pre-show rampage, cram it, cram it full of stuff like that. Qui Gon Jinn and Ju saying feels like the card has some high highs I won't want to miss, and also has a lot of matches I'd be content to use as a bathroom break. Sure. Sam Fell says this one feels like a pre-show match. Yep. Uh, good for yeah, like, They had like, a segment last like week, like a day for... and a half before the show. Like that's yeah, <laughs> like Friday. <laughs> awesome. Uh, good friend Jake said they had a segment last week, but Hangman didn't say a word. It was stupid. Yeah, like that. That's what I'm saying. Like this should have been at least two weeks of this. I don't know. It felt like the seeds were sown for like a very interesting feud tonight. But on the go home is not the time to like tell me what this is all about. Like Punk's like, well, what is your problem with me? And now I don't know. Just could have been better. I think it's good. The match is going to rule. I'm looking forward to it. But it just uh, it could have been done better. Yeah. William Regal, Lord Regal is out on commentary. Uh, says hello to the man in the mask, <laughs> Excalibur. And uh, always a pleasure to see uh, William Regal at the commentary table for me. The Jericho Appreciation Society is out to face, uh, or sorry, but Jericho cuts the music. He says, ah, Vegas, you're not good enough to sing along to our song. Which I want to say is an outright Chris Jericho trope at this point. Jericho loves to like, ah, you're not going to get to sing Judas. And it's like, it's not 2019, Chris. People still sing Judas, though. People still... I, people I be, love singing Judas. People be singing Judas. <laughs> people do be singing. You love that song, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that he's taken that in. That was my first thought as well. was like he's taken he's taken Daddy Magic's uh, statement and took it, to, took it to heart. It's like, yes, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> that is great. I see Chateau Lobby calling for the Discord in... Uh, uh, inside the chat. You know, of course, you got to head on over to patreon.com slash J0SHC. Uh, you can get $5 a month, gets you into my Discord. Lots of back content uh, up there as well as next week I'm recording. I've been meaning to do this for a couple of years. I'm excited to bang this out. I've got uh, Mike Noble and uh, Jameis and Isaac coming on and we're going to watch Wrestle Kingdom 12, which we attended together and uh, for the first time, watch it in full together and uh, talk about our experience being there. So uh, that'll be the out. About to be I mean, the, the Patreon's about to be popping. I got a, I got a feeling... Our Patreon's about to be a hot, it would be a hot ticket. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, we got nothing else to do. Yeah, talk about wrestling. Okay, um, no singing, but indeed, they do get to sing. Wild thing, my pals, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston are out. I loved the Mox Punk pairing when Mox returned from rehab to be the friend CM Punk had in the locker room, but Punk and Mox just aren't as natural a team as Mox and Eddie. As much as I loved that pairing and the big return, it's like, oh, the sober guy with the straight edge guy. It makes a lot of sense. He needs a friend. Renee and Punk had just done the interview and her friend. Like, it made a lot of sense at the time. But Mox and Eddie, if this is, and you know, I love Mox and Eddie as solo performers. If this was the main act, forget about Blackpool Combat Club, forget about it. If the whole act was Punk and Eddie, I legitimately think I would still love it. I fucking love these guys beside each other's zooms. Isn't it great to see them back together? Yeah, I mean, it was the it was the whole act last summer. That's we, right. We went we went through an extended period where it was where it was the whole act. I think we thought they might win the tag titles at one point. I think you and I. Um, they should have. Yeah. And Who actually I, believes the Young Bucks could beat them in a fight? Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. I Godna. will point out. I think something that you have been uh, consistent on is you know it, it, the slight bother you get the fact that Danielson and and Mox don't enter enter, enter together. Uh, even as part of Blackpool Combat Club, I think love it that Eddie's like, hell yeah, I'll come, I'll, I'll walk out to your song. That sounds, yeah, why would yeah, I? We're, we're out here for the fight. Walking through the crowd, it sounds awesome to me. I think that I think that's I like I love that wrinkle and 
not that I not that I expected to or think that it signals anything more than than just something sort of a cool little thing. I I think that's it makes my heart happy. It does make my heart happy too, Zoobs. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you want to speak about consistency. Here's another opinion I'm very consistent on: private party just don't have it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what their defenders are seeing. Uh, the, the people are like, oh no, they're snappy and athletic. They're not. They get waist high on drop kicks. Like they, I don't know what people saw. I thought this was kind of lackluster. Like I was so excited to see Mox and Eddie. Um, the ending of this where Quinn doesn't realize that Eddie's just like setting him up for the submission. It hasn't cinched it in yet. Just like tapping for like seconds and then Eddie cinches it in and then Mox gets up um, Isaiah Cassidy for the, the deeds. I don't know. Nice to see Mox and Eddie together again, but this was really just a setup for the the anarchy in the arena this weekend. Did you like this one any more than me, Zoops? No, I don't think I did. I think I I also sort of um the the best part of it was seeing Mox and Eddie enter together, and then I, I didn't. It's a different speed, obviously, than with Eddie not being in the Blackpool Combat Club and and sort of the um the association not being as as direct and sort of a, it it being story based but not as like um this faction against this faction and, and we there's different reasons that they do that but yeah i i'm with you private party doesn't especially do it for me and, and sort of weird a weird connection to the jericho appreciation society as well it's just sort of them like it's just like a training match and and mox and eddie were like we need to have a warm-up together so we're on the same page or whatever it was i yeah i use hagger in this role or 2.0 even like yeah there's there's ways to to do this without giving away the full meal deal but anyway crappy ending decent match but the jericho appreciation society runs down from the commentary booth attacking mox and eddie they've got the numbers advantage but runs down brian danielson whose leg is okay i don't know if any of you saw his leg getting stuck in the ramp uh on rampage horrible video uh, glad to see that he's okay uh he's there with santana and ortiz and they sort of send us off and oh the sunday the, the brawl continues Zoom, is this anarchy in the arena going to be a pre-tape? What are we going to? What are we expecting here? Is this going to be something like Stadium Stampede, or is this like a five v five in the ring match? I and I'll ask the think, chat too. I think pre-tape. I lean pre-tape. My instinct is pre-tape. I think maybe that. I don't know if that's just because it was pandemic era, but I thought they trafficked in that nicely. Maybe they might do one of those. Um, it might be a crash two thing where it feels like it's yeah. a it's a pre-tape, and then they are next thing you know they're coming down the the they one aisle the and it's in, it's in yeah. the arena. So. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, maybe I have to talk myself out of it. Maybe it I don't think it will be pre-taped. My worry with this sort of stuff, and the reason I like the pre-tape, and I think the reason the original um, Anarchy in the Arena went over so well was that it was a pre-tape, and they were able to really smooth it out and make it um, refined and like hit every note. You, you always want, you always worry about like the wandering around of these things, and the 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 getting from spot to spot can sometimes be like like yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. So um, yeah, I I. I mean, this has been saying, I hope it's a pre-tape. I don't think I, it will be. <laughs> I'm a little worried about this match. I want yeah. it to rule. There's so many good people in it. It feels it feels a little like overcomplicated. Like there's so many good pieces here. And I don't know, like a just a 5v5 elimination match in the center of this pay-per-view would do so much more for me than uh whatever this will end up being. But I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, very, very, very interesting news to me at the end of this here, Zoobs. And I, I gotta say, I don't know what my responsibilities are on air here, but, uh, you know, gamble responsibly and, sure. uh, you know, all, all that good and, and, uh, you know, all that sort of thing. Uh, DraftKings is running bets on double or nothing. Yes. Yes, they are. 
well, I won't be here next week because I will be a millionaire. I'm like, I'm like 10 <laughs> out of 11 picks correctly on the last three pay-per-views straight. Like the, if they are like thus now Bodog ran it for a little while, but they capped you at $25 a bet. So I wonder if draft right. things and the things they said on air, they're like, Oh, you can bet on how many tables are going to break and shit. I'm like, no, I want odds on picking winners and I singles outright winners. That's what I, if this exists, I can't, I don't see any reason I won't be a millionaire within weeks, if maybe a month. I don't right. see any reason. Yeah, I, I I've only ever I gambled on uh, I got I was able to find odds on the Royal Rumble for WWE. I, I don't know if you know if if, if we can do, somebody will have to help me out in the chat if we can do that uh, in Canada. Just DraftKings can we can get the DraftKings in Canada? Oh, I just assumed we can. I don't actually know. I've idea. never done it before. Well, uh, producer Matt in the year saying we do have uh, DraftKings in Canada. Okay, that's good. I'll say this: Producer Matt checking his phone. Very quickly, surmising we have DraftKings in Canada. So this is an amazing. This is an amazing uh, third. You know, we, it's it's like, a bunch. I started. I started looking at my phone, and I was just like, "No, I've been on DraftKings for like three years." Right. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to pull some strings over at the Parlay Zoo. It's got some AEW on there. I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, they're always asking what they got to add, don't they? They they well, it's. The, uh, it's not really a platform. Like there, you don't gamble at, at, with the parlays. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's not like a site. No, then never mind. I suppose. Yeah. All the same, uh, if this works out as I'm hoping it does, I if you can legit just pick winners and bet on them, unless it's just horrible odds where it's like they know the winners and they're all minus a thousand. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this. I'll be looking forward to it. I remember the. the it, I mean, the the favorites will be will be tilted pretty heavily they're gonna make you probably do a parlay to make to make any money off of it you know parlays are fake right i do yeah i had that that crushed my world when i found that out it's all fake man i was like what no and then someone explained it to me and i was like that's heartbreaking good friend jake saying i agree with you fully josh a great way to get your comment read on air Honestly, even it just being 5v5 <laughs> makes me kind of worried. Yeah, again, I, I didn't think that this ever needed to be 5. Oh, no, I think that was actually a Zoob's point, where it's like, if this was just BCC, uh, you know, Yuta, Mox, and Danielson taking on Jericho and 2.0, this feud feels better. Like the Santana Ortiz, Eddie, I don't know. It's just, it's a, so many good pieces again, but not exactly as hype as I'd like to be for it. We got an Owen Cup recap. Uh, previewing our two finals, one uh, Ruby Soho ver or semifinals, I should say. Sorry, uh, Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander this Friday on Rampage, and tonight's Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly. Joe putting over O'Reilly, huge striking specialist, submission specialist. How do you beat Kyle O'Reilly? Simple. You put him on the anvil, you break him, just like everybody else. Uh, I would love Joe to give a speech at my life, like be like Josh. Let me tell you what I think of him. And he has to compliment me in like three lines. It'd be so awesome. This guy is an effective speaker. Like he can yeah. make two to three lines just bang. He's very good. And, is, and repeatedly is very good. And basically always very good. And it has, seems like you would think the well of material would run dry on like lines like that. But I guess he's never really spending a ton of them. He always just ends on a real puncher, which he probably has, yeah. you know, a book written of. But really good stuff, I thought, by uh, Joe. Yeah. Carries himself with a real legitimacy. I was asked today in my Discord, was the Owen has the Owen Cup been a success so far? And 
I said I thought I would be more into it, but did still ultimately think it was a success. If I throw that question to you, Zeus, what do you think? Has it been a success? Yeah, so that's very interesting because there is obviously like I I loved the uh I loved the Dax Harwood singles match and how much that clearly meant to him and and that's like, I think that yeah probably the highlight of the of the tournament for most people the FTR entrance match and the and the match against Cole um I thought that was like the the tournament gave that extra points it gave it extra gravitas it gave it extra an extra layer of storytelling um but then sort of the Johnny Elite being the being the joker and um us getting to like a place look at that another meal for Maddie on the air what do we got uh, here Matt what are you about to eat looks like linguini myself i'm unmuting myself uh i just got some pasta dropped off to me i, Can I see that again that looked good i believe it's a gluten-free pasta oh um, yeah very nice. we sometimes go for that if we don't want it to feel too much okay. um i see some onions some tomatoes lots of parmesan mm -hmm. um i'm not sure but uh you will be hearing it not the not the folks at home but uh, I'll just, mute, us. just you guys will hear some good slurps in the background. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know later. I'll give you an update maybe in the post show. We Thank you again. To... Yeah. We, we, I'm, I'm trying to think like what, what would the go off Kings do in this situation, right? We should, we should open up like a level people can unlock for Matt to have his microphone on and slurp the food while it well. Yeah, while that is, that is exactly what the go off Kings would do. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Sound alert of yeah just a, if, just, if constant, donate, just constant just constant in the background bits. yeah people donate bits we'll get we'll have matt's mic on while he eats <laughs> <laughs> uh bobby burrito saying it's raised awareness for the owen hart foundation which is successful and that's basically the exact lane where i do find it a success i well, actually you know i'm probably even a little worse than you bobby because the the real value for me is like owen hart's name being on a wrestling show and martha being in attendance like that stuff has felt very impactful and stuff I'll remember in the past. I wonder the eventual wins. Like when we get to this tournament next year, will I be like, oh boy, the Owens up again. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. And I'll still be here talking about it Wednesday nights. We can find out together, me, you, and the Zoobs too. Unless Austin Aries is back, in which case you're out of here. Zoobs, <laughs> 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 have you seen, have you seen uh, Punk Aries at Death Before Dishonor? Can't say I have. It, what would it take in your incredibly busy life? What's the dollar <laughs> amount? Your life has never been zanier. Uh, what's the dollar amount to get you to come on my Patreon and watch this hour-long match uh, and talk about it? Interesting, interesting. Because it, it also is sort of the opposite thing, where it's like, I'll take any excuse to come down here and hide in the basement for an hour. Like that's... <laughs> <laughs> on one hand, it's like, oh, I don't know if I can carve it in. On the other hand, it's like, I would I'd carve anything in. I would love to carve it in, in fact. You need me to you need me to go get gas. I can stretch that to 45 minutes if I really have to. <laughs> Rapongi Vice versus FTR. When you talk about underrated wrestlers, you got to talk about Rocky Romero, right? Uh Rock Solid is uh, what I would call him. I really enjoyed him versus Cash to take on or sorry to kick off this versus FTR. I don't know if I was just watching in a weird way. I felt like Cash and Rocky went forever. Like there wasn't a tag in this match for a while. I don't know if that was actually the case, but I did feel that way. Uh, FTR's overness is baby faces. You can feel there's an FTR chant that breaks out a couple times during this match and once pre-match before anything has happened. Um, really, really enjoyed uh, this match. And 
the rare good no contest. Just have, if you know, who knew? When a show isn't buried in fucked endings, it's okay to have a fucked ending because the forbidden door is wide open, Zoobs. Teasing what's going to happen in Chicago. Jeff Cobb and the great Ocon, the United Empire are here from New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they're running roughshod on these tiny lames. These absolute losers of Rapongi Vice and FTR cannot stand up to the great Ocon and Jeff Cobb, who lay them out and hold the Ring of Honor titles high. Um, I think it was Bobby Burritos who pointed out, hey, this is how we might get the IWGP titles onto FTR, an idea I absolutely love. Great to see Jeff Cobb, who deserves to be on this show. I know his first couple appearances years ago were just sort of nothing. Were they pandemic era? They might have been. Like merc- yeah, he was like a mercenary, right? He was sort of a... Yeah, I think I think that maybe for MJF. I don't really remember, but I remember it under- underwhelmed. Um, but he's a person who I know is capable of absolute greatness if you haven't seen him versus shingo at wrestle kingdom two years ago it's one of the best matches under 15 minutes you could ever watch can't couldn't possibly recommend it enough but i thought they felt big here the crowd reacted to the united empire i was curious how because jeff cobb and great o'connor far from household names they don't have commentary telling them who they are but this crowd uh in vegas was very hip to these guys and uh, it was great to see did they did they come across as big time to you as they did to the crowds they certainly seemed big full stop um huge do you, does it bother you at all, like the nepotism, uh, Tony Khan bringing in one of his relatives, Great Ocon? <laughs> I think he's an Irish relative, I think it is. <laughs> oh, that's Uncle Grado. Yeah, Great Ocon. <laughs> oh my God, how would I not thought of that? You know, I'm like, oh, what the fuck is he talking about? Is Jeff Cobb somehow related? That is, wow. <laughs> Let's know. I, I love, uh, I love Jeff Cobb. I, I agree with you that like, um, it's almost like that they don't want to hire him because he would, it, they would be impossible to not make, make him the champion, right? It's sort of like it'd be hard yeah. to bring him in with some of this roster as we saw here and be like, man, this guy should be stomping people into the dirt. You know, like you, you have to make him uh tnt champion right away basically just to get it out of the room uh yeah because no one else would believe anything less yeah uh great call i thought to let him hit his finisher the tour of the islands on television uh if shane mercer didn't exist this would be my favorite finisher in wrestling and was for ages i just think it's an incredibly cool move because there's no way to do it if you're not actually insanely strong like no one who is not insanely strong can dip at the waist and then reverse momentum you can't do it i mean i can you can't uh, but it's Zoobs could, Matt could, the yeah. Royal you could not, weaker and yeah. people who are listening on the podcast couldn't do it. Yeah, the cast. Oh, I mean the Casties could. They don't have a prayer. <laughs> the Brainiacs could, of course. Yeah. I, where are you on VOD Nation? You think VOD Nation could do it? I like VOD Nation. We've established that it, you know, it's basically, basically their live audience that are, are busy on a Wednesday evening, which I totally understand. You know, my life just has a lot of free time in it, so it's. uh I don't know if I respect. It. I could. I could do this. You know, I was going to do a preview show tomorrow. You know, I got. I got nothing. Yeah. Go for it, please. Zooms. I think we witnessed something historic tonight. I mean, one hundred percent serious. I think we witnessed tonight the best Jeff Hardy promo I've ever seen. Oh boy! <laughs> now consider, I'm not saying this is. Whoa, whoa! Look out, Eddie Kingston. Here's here's the Hardy Boys. Um. Am I crazy? I thought this promo on the Young Bucks for a few that has zero sizzle, 
zero engagement. Yeah, that's right. The Young Bucks versus the Hardys is happening this Sunday on pay-per-view. This feud has had nothing to it. And Matt Hardy just went off. I, I was, you know, I'm a bit of a Matt Hardy lover to begin with. But uh, normally for when he's doing the broken thing. Uh, no one has more appetite for the broken thing than me. But uh, I thought this whole angle about, you know, your Hardy's ripoffs, uh, we're, we're mid-aged, but we're extreme. I absolutely fucking loved this Hardy Boys promo segment. And I don't know that I have ever said that before. <laughs> what was the Jeff Hardy? The people in the chat will remind me. The Jeff Hardy line was, we're not, it's. Uh, over prime, which is basically overtime. They said we're not in our prime. We're, we're over prime. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm getting over prime like... myself. <laughs> Are you also extreme, though, Zeus? No, not enough. <laughs> I just thought this was. Uh, you, you got two minutes on TV. Make this feud into something, and you're the Hardy Boys. This is about as good as you could ever ask for, in my opinion. I was re outright impressed by this. Um, I wonder, I wonder, given all of this, like, I don't remember, and listen, obviously, spotty memory in the last couple of weeks, uh, if this happened and I missed it, or if it felt bigger than it, than I, than it did, um, boy, I don't remember, I don't remember the buck side of this feud basically at all, other than like, we want to fight the Hardys because we're. So I watched last week's Dynamite in a stupor. I barely remember it, but I'm in the same boat as you, like. Uh, they did that one uh, promo with all five of them backstage on the Hardy Boys, but I don't even know if there has been a straight-up Young Bucks Hardys moment. Boy, with how hot FTR has been and, like, basically, like, been the best part of the show, more or less, for the last few weeks. Interesting to me that this is, like, a... Dax is we'll one of the most over people on the show, period. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll over-deliver because, obviously, you know, there's, there's, there's a ton of under-themes and... Um, many times in the past, I, I felt myself saying that the Bucks promo coming into the match didn't do much for me and they yeah. end up having the, having the big banger and you know, what Hardy boys can do is climb big things and fly off them in creative ways. And that's, I mean, Matt can't even do that anymore. I know, <laughs> but that walk, that walk, all the selling in the world can't make up for that walk. Like you do one move on Matt Hardy and it's like, he basically paralyzed him. <laughs> Um, and the last time, no, I wonder what year that was. I don't know if you could look it up, Matt, uh, the ring of honor final battle. It, it's not the end of the world. It's the year that the Hardys also came back to WrestleMania, but they had a match with the bucks. Uh, and it's awesome. Like it is the car crash ladder match at main events, uh, the show that year. And it is just excellent. I'm not expecting anything of that caliber, but they definitely have chemistry and they've worked before. And there's something that does feel natural about the two of them, or sorry, I should suppose the four of them really, but the two teams as opponents. Yeah. So you just, I think you were sort of alluding to that in Zoom. So you just sort of understand it, seeing them together, right? Yeah. It's basically everything that Matt said in the, in the promos, that they are sort of yeah. a generational mirror of each other. Um, and the, the box have never been shy about that when they were growing up at them, about the influence. So like, it's easy it's easy to put together. I just don't know if it ever did get put together or, if, you know what I mean? Sort of. Yeah, I, I do. Assuming know. that we insist on it. And, and and again, I am sure it will be uh, an easy one to make highlights of. And, and we talk dismissively. Wow. Already 2016. That's crazy. Whoa, it feels Matt, like yesterday. That is insane. Matt letting us know that it was 2016, six years ago. 
Okay, yeah, those are a long six years too. So yeah, maybe keep expectations in check, but the Bucks rarely have a bad match. Holy cow. I, I agree with Qui-Gon Gin and Juice. Hope it doesn't go too long and the Bucks do sorcery to make it a good match. Like that's yeah. that's mostly my expectations on it. That's cra- You have blown my mind that that is six years ago. My life is a failure. Okay. This show is so good. It is. It's true. It, it's fact. It's true. I wish I was like a young person who loved wrestling and knew this existed. I would have loved this in like my late teens, early 20s. I would have been like, this exists. I was listening to The Law, live audio wrestling. Jason <laughs> yeah, Agnew. Too. Yeah, me too. Dan Lavransky. Couldn't, couldn't believe it existed. I, I listened to The Law. So, Jeff Merrick was on The Law when I listened to it. Gentleman Jeff Whoa, Merrick. really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to shoot on Dan Lavransky. I actually like him. What do you mean, Jay? I'm the only guy on earth who has a Dan Lavransky impression. Yeah, I don't think it's shooting to say that the show was formative for your youth. It it was, for those, I suppose our American listeners would have no clue. The Law was uh, live audio wrestling. It was on TSN radio here in Canada, the big radio station. 10 p.m. on Sunday nights here in the West. So yeah, it was 1 a.m. in the East. 1 a.m. East, yeah. Insane. Crazy. But also got, got some sort of working arrangement for like WWE post shows. So like whenever those, would, but I guess that was around 9, 30, 10. But so a late Sunday night call-in show for wrestling. And I, I was a caller on it for ages. Um, and, and I think if you know, um, oh goodness, what are they called now? Um, post wrestling, uh, John Pollock and Wei Ting, those guys were easily the two best guys on live. I'm glad they're off doing, it feels like good in my brain that those two just like must've looked around at some point and been like, what are these other four bringing? <laughs> like what, what the hell? Uh, but yeah, no, it was absolutely, you're right to use the word formative zooms. It, it was like, I could not believe it existed. And yet this is leagues. <laughs> Yeah, I had to try to tape it on my on my end. You had to try to basically impossible for me to watch live for me to listen to live audio wrestling live. It's oh yeah, that you are you were delay audio wrestling. Yeah, that's right. Who was your favorite host on there? As I said, I, I was listening to when Jeff Merrick was on oh, it. He, the fact okay. that Jeff Merrick is now like a hockey night in Canada, like television hockey host blows my mind. Yeah. He was gentle he was gentleman Jeff for a really long time. Suck it, PJ Stuck. Get him. Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland versus Jungle Boy. Uh, a triple threat preview uh, of the triple threat tag match this Sunday. These are your three cruisers of their uh, small guy, big guy tag teams. Of course, Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, and Luchasaurus. The other side's these tag teams not in here. Zooms can only open with a question here. You watched this match, I presume. I assume you liked it quite a bit. It was a great one. Who is the highest ceiling between Ricky Starks? Swerve Strickland and the Jungle Man. I feel like we do this every time Ricky Starks has a, has a match. We're constantly yeah. like, we're, 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 he's one of those guys that happens sometimes in sports where you're just like, you're just constantly evaluating this guy every time. Every time he comes out, and I think, I think for me, this was a little bit more of just like just sitting back and relaxing and enjoying that. Like Ricky Starks is very good. I think, I think maybe he does have the highest ceiling of all these people. And I don't want to, I don't want to um, constantly sort of be be wondering where he fits into the thing. I, I think. I think maybe uh, like he's. I'd rather have him be TNT champion right now than anybody that's involved cool. in in that sort of scene. So I mean, um, there's I probably is... about ten people on the roster that isn't true for. Right, I guess that's true. So yeah, I think it's probably Starks. I think it's I think it's probably Starks. Let me tap into your sports media brain here, if I can, a little Zoobs. I love talking about this stuff. I don't even know if you have an answer, but 
is there what are the traits of somebody that like make us want to examine them in that way is there something present in ricky starks or other athletes that you've covered that it's like why why because i think you're right particularly i don't think it's swerve or jungle boy here although i the three do sort of occupy like a the young guy space so it makes some sense but is there something like in particular about uh ricky i think it's i think it's you sort of get that idea of potential can be really appealing in these situations i think the nba right now the comparison to this maybe is jason tatum for the celtics where like when he plays well people are like man is he one of the top five players in the whole world and then he'll go out the next game and play okay but not great and it's like okay maybe he's a top 20 to, to top 15 to top 10 sort of your you shouldn't be constantly wanting to figure out uh where he fits and i think it's natural when it, when a guy has flashes of brilliance when a guy has all the tools when you especially when you're getting a little bit older and you've seen some people come and come and go in in these industries and you see people achieve the high heights and you sort of see some of the traits and some of the markers that get you there i think because he does so many things well and you feel like i think the thing with him is like he, you don't feel like he's at the maximum of any of any of his traits maybe right. it's like everything he does well you feel like he does it well and he's going to get better at it right You're like he's a good wrestler probably going to get better uh he's a good promo probably going to get better has great presence probably going to get better and i think um that is probably why he gets evaluated so much as you're constantly i think we're constantly weighing where we think his ceiling is with where he is right now I uh, I think you're bang on correct about all that. I hope you in the chat will know what I mean here. Like Ricky Starks would have been so great in the prime black and gold NXT. Like that sort of guy on the come up and you're seeing better and worse moments and sort of all angles. I, there's something sort of missing in wrestling for that, like developmental in front of you. And I think Ricky Starks maybe hearing you explain that maybe hooks me thinking about like that era uh, where you're like seeing guys come along and girls come along and improve in uh, a really cool way. So yeah, makes a lot of sense to me, Zoobs. I thought this was a really cool match, some creative spots. They did end up getting into the musical chairs elimination one guy thing that I don't love in triple threats, but they stayed away from it for a while, thinking of a lot of really creative uh, spots between the three of them. I loved the finish here with the snare trap on uh, Starks, and then he makes it to the rope. Jungle Boy reapplies, and this time really torques in the snare trap, but then Swerve comes in. Starks is basically still out of it. Hits his finisher on uh, on uh, Starks. Like Starks takes so much offense before getting pinned. It's like the most protected you could be. Um, really liked this. Uh, you enjoyed this match, Soups? I did. Yeah, really did. It's uh, yeah. It's nice. I, this is not something that other TV shows have. Like three young guys. The stakes don't really matter here. They're, they already have a match in their tag team format on the books at the pay-per-view. There's some interest in who's pinning who for us, like the real geeks, uh, to sort of see that. Is there anything to be ascertained that we can take for Saturday, or rather Sunday's uh, result from this? I yeah, I don't think especially. I do. I just wanted, just wanted to, to say, I think I was maybe almost too cavalier with how quickly I picked Starks there, because he was sort of the topic of our conversations. I think Swerve is right there as well. I think Swerve is like a like exceptionally talented at all that stuff as well. Yeah, producer Maddie agreeing with you. The chat seems to think, yeah, Swerve. Yeah, Bobby Burrito's picking Swerve. Couple in there. Yeah. Uh, first time chatter here. For, oh, and uh, thank you to Dennis Dirty Work for the submission. 13 months, Zoobs. Crazy. Thank you so much, Dennis. I owe you that FTR t-shirt. I will get it to you. I already let him know that it was going to be on delay for the record, and he was very That's gracious. Good. That's good of you. 
yeah, I said Zoobs, you know, he's got me on such a leash around here. It's like, yeah, taking a fucking <laughs> breath of fresh air. Yeah. It, it, well, you know, of the four of us, I'm the one, I'm the one not getting the t-shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. I got a different one, though. God bless. Um, <laughs> then the hosses do come out uh, as we get the uh the three hosses equivalents here hossing out in the middle of the ring with uh keith lee doing a a tope over the top rope not getting caught by the small guys on the outside lee luchasaurus and uh, powerhouse square up this is a awesome preview for this match this is here's the small guys a little of the big guys and now we're gonna mix them all up on sunday i this is this worked for me to get me more excited to this i i, I mean Obviously, we all like triple threat tags, and there's enough talent in this match for us to all be excited about it. But this worked for me in getting excited in it uh, in a different way, I guess. Totally. And I, you sort of illustrated it there nicely. I sort of liked that it was very, very clear that these teams are built similarly in that way. It's like it's sort of an athletic yeah. young guy and a, and a big, strong guy. I, that's really cool. And, and I liked how, not that we didn't all know that already, but like I like how organically it allowed it to separate into a triple thread and then a hoss stare down it actually wasn't that obvious to me before uh before tonight that they yeah. all are small guy little or big guy small guy tag teams uh which are one of the best things in wrestling um but yeah i i really don't have a great read on who's gonna win this match yeah I've i think i'm just gonna on twitter wanted wants want it to be swerve and and lee i think that could work i really do think that could work mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're oh, a fuck, great team I would fucking love a Starks Hobbs run here. If I could choose my favorite, no, I'm not doing booking brain or thinking about yeah, anything. Yeah. I'm just talking about my favorites to win the match. I, I team Taz would be cool. Something now this might be overthinking it, but Ricky having the FTW belt kind of makes me think they're out of the running for it a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah. And I, I could see another one of yet another chapter in like Jurassic Express. Do it again. They, they did it. They've done it sure. again. They, we've, we've, continue to be like not sure about the run and they continue to win with great pay-per-view matches like i can see that being the story totally and uh despite not an incredible book here it's good booking that you know this is not quite a three-way coin flip but something approaching it yeah and now dan lambert's got the horn he's got eagle and scorp beside him and he's saying hey stupid you're ruining the belt have you seen my belt collection? You don't think I've got every belt maker on Earth's number on the phone? Do you have the internet? Google American Top Team. Like, I can't get enough of Dan Lambert. He's getting a custom Scorpio Sky TNT title made uh, that he'll be debuting to him on Rampage this week. I'm sure that will go well. Um, yeah, that was that segment. Zoobs, I imagine you don't have a ton to say about it. Decent promo. I don't, yeah. I like that they figured something out for Sky. He snaps his fingers and the promo's end. Yeah, I'll that's do. so. If, if if only I had that control when he was promoing. <laughs> what the fuck happened to the TNT title seat? What happened? Crazy. Sammy never, never should have let Sammy get involved, man. Can we play a quick game here, Zoobs? Games all night. I like this. Lots of games tonight. Try and name wrestlers that you would rather be outside of the title scene, like people you like less holding the TNT title than Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Sammy Guevara. Who, who are people you like less than, than those three in the title scene? Boy, uh, 
Marco Marco Stunt still work there? No, no. Then I don't can I throw a name your way? Kazarian, probably. He wasn't. He's in title scene. He too. is in it. Yeah, he's one of them. Yeah. How about Luther? <laughs> yeah, Serpentico. Anybody, yeah, anybody about... that's on anybody that's on dark, I suppose. <laughs> anybody? Well, not anybody. I'm pretty Maddie disinterested has the in the TNT title scene. Maddie has the guitar out. Well, just in case he needed a theme song or something. Oh, I like that. What was oh, the, can what you was, write a theme for this? What was the name of the game called? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't like a segment. It was more of a more just less a of a game and more of like a. Okay, I'll put the guitar away. No, I kind of think it'd be fun to make you think of a song off the top of your head. To be honest. <laughs> oh well, Peter Avalon. I think I'd rather see Avalon. Yeah, title picture. Yeah. Definitely would rather see Peter Avalon for me than these guys. Scorp. We're literally talking about Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Sammy Guevara. Brutal. Like, I'm tr- I'm struggling to think of people. I would rather see Kip Sabian. How's that? Over underrated and over it. Me too. <laughs> oh, uh, Hollywood hunk Ryan Nemeth. That's a good one. That's, yeah, that's right on the line. That is about the line that I have this at. That's a great one, Trilly McGinnis. That's a great one. What about those guys that look like Monster Energy Drink? Oh, I'd, I'd Jack Evans. Yeah, I would. I would way rather Jack Evans hold it. Yeah, and but rather see anybody in Gun Club, probably. Yep, both the guns. Tough. There's not many, man. I don't think I can think of 12. Yeah, I would say probably not as well. This, the game's called Losers on the Roster, Maddie. Here we go. Let's see. Two, three, four. Uh, okay, okay. Um, you gotta pick a better wrestler. What was, who, what's the person's name? Scorpio uh, Sky. Yeah, Scorpio Sky. Then Scorpio Sky. But that's not very hard. Because he's not that good of a guy. <laughs> very good. Very good. Losers on the roster. Thank you, Maddie. Susapa suggesting losers on the roster to the Tomb of Raiders of the Storm. <laughs> that would have been good. All right. Losers on the roster. <laughs> Thunder Rosa is out. No face paint, Zoobs. She's showing her whole face, and I thought this was the best Thunder Rosa promo I've seen that I can remember. Uh, she was, I thought, fantastic here, saying, this is my real face, and I want to be real with you. I'm not a complainer, because that's what a champion is. I felt like that was sort of alluding to like her not being happy with the way her title reign had been booked. And uh... Oh, the friendos are here! Friendo Club. You just missed the theme song to the... Losers of the roster. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Uh, oh. If you need it. Uh, we'd like them to stay. If you need me uh, in a pinch, I'm I'm here. What's up, friendos? Let me uh, get a one to seven score from the friendos if I can. On a scale of one to seven, one being the worst and seven being the best. What did you rank tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? Thank you for swinging by Wrestling Brain. Thank you, of course, to the great Stephen Larson. I hope that they had a great broadcast. Two geniuses, in my opinion. Uh, and that's no BS. Uh, if you'd consider hitting a bit of a follow, you know, we would love that. Margarita throwing a four out. I think that was sort yep. of the. Yeah. They're they're harsh judges. I like that with the friendos. They're honest. When they don't like something, they don't they don't come in and say I didn't like it that much. It was a six. They go they go four. They go three. They're not afraid. And we'll get to it. Yeah. Let's see. There's this machine gun here through some scores. John Elite forty five for life saying five. Fear and loathe and NYC with a six. Fudgy ATX with a five. Fiat's three with a six. Jake Contreras for the four and a half. Taylor Made underscore NZ with a six. A little bit all over. 
MF Steve here, the man who has been precious and gracious with both his advice and audience to us saying, somebody tell Warner Media that the precious AW is being shown on this virus Twitch channel. Block this guy. What are the mods get this guy? <laughs> how do I how do I do that? I mean, they're all over yeah. it. They're not, they're not, they're all over us on, if we put anything on YouTube, they're like, yeah, this isn't, no chance. Yeah, <laughs> zero chance. Warner Media is very quick. <laughs> I had to censor it like it was naked people for, in order to be able to actually upload something. They're so strict. Of course. <laughs> anyway, I thought the, this Thunder Rosa promo, that's what we're at, friendos. Uh, we're talking about the Rosa promo, the whole, this is the real me cowboy hat on. It was more compelling than I think she's been for most of her title reign. And I think she sort of alluded to it in saying, I'm not a complainer. That's what a champion is. I read that to mean I haven't been thrilled with my lack of TV time or maybe my feature on the show, but I'm not the sort of person who's going to go crying about it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to kick Serena Deeb's ass. I thought this was, she, I felt like she got lost maybe once or twice, but it was so convincing and from the heart that that stuff you just sort of can overlook in those moments. You know what I mean? And the cowboy hat. Unreal hat unreal hat unreal cowboy hat uh the fit out of control if you're not gonna wear face paint you better come correct with the red outfit and the red cowboy hat holy yeah if you're gonna do it do it like that you where are you as a guy you, you strike me as a guy that could wear like, that could wear a cowboy hat i don't think i could i don't think i could wear a cowboy hat that's a nice compliment i uh i don't think i can because i'm jealous of the guys in my neighborhood you know you got you got 100 guys who weigh 130 pounds and they they wear uh like the big brim musician-y hat and yeah. sometimes, you know, you're walking around at the mall. It's like, oh, maybe I could wear one of these cool guy hats. And you put it on. And I just look horrible. And I feel well, like a cowboy beautiful, beautiful head of hair. So it's a little different, right? Well, that's very nice of you to say. That is that but, is very but, different. It's because you dress with you dress with flair, right? I'm sort of I'm sort of like hoodies and T-shirts and you have patterns and and uh, lengths and fabrics. You know what I mean? So that's why I give you that credit. Yeah, but I'm so close to just giving up, you know, it's, it sure. might just be sweatpants and, and tanks for the rest of my days. I'm, I'm that close. Not Where bad. are you on uh, Rosa versus Deeb on Sunday? Is this one of the more must-see matches on the card for you or sort of falling uh, beneath the 50% margin? Listen, love Serena Deeb, love love Thunder Rosa. I think that probably in terms of you're going pure worker, like strip everything else away, pure, like can they carry, put together a good match? I think both of them score very highly in the division and mm -hmm. on, the, on the roster in general, um, general neutrally, so... Um, you know, I'm somebody that's always clamoring for Deep to be important and always clamoring for Deep to have matches and have length to her matches and let her get a little bigger. And I'm always impressed when she's on there. So I'm excited. It doesn't have to build that some of the other stuff on the card has and that we've seen traditionally with even the AEW women's division, as much as they have had challenges, they have told some pretty good stories at the top of these cards. So, mm -hmm. um, I have faith that this will be a, just like a, a good, I expect this to be like sort of the work rate match of the, of the night. One of the, one of the key work rate matches. Especially on the single side, of which there aren't a ton on this card. So, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, thank you to Belleville and saying, don't give up. Wear the hat. You got it. Um, and Scoots Brodo saying, Josh, let's get you to the store and get you a cowboy hat. Yes, ha, then, Scoots Brodo. You got it, brother. Portuguese, Portuguese cowboy. Look out, hey? Look <laughs> out. Hey, the Portuguese cowboy. You know, that's not the worst nickname you ever heard. Not the one you know. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Matt likes it. <laughs> Matt loves it. Matt, the producer, Matt, the year, loving the Portuguese cowboy. Okay, all right. You just uh, had such a such genuine joy in your face when you realized it. <laughs> Eureka moment for real. Uh, Red Velvet's getting into her promo, but she's interrupted by Ruby Riot, uh, who's there to give 
uh, or sorry, rather, where Red Velvet gives her information on Chris Statlander, who is Ruby's opponent uh, in the finals of the uh, Owen Hart Cup this Friday. I thought this was a little confuddled in the way that it played out. I didn't understand yep. why why they would choose this route to to go. Yeah, it, a couple of the of the big faces in the women's division talk about Thunder Rosa and Ruby Riot. Sort of, we are sort of looking like a little lost here. We're getting a little bit. Ruby came in with such a bang and was such an important piece of it, and we're getting these muddled like weird pieces. I I hope that you know I hope that Ruby goes on to win this thing. I think she needs sort of needs to pick up some momentum and some wins and has a place. Uh, at the top of this card, especially with where the direction has been. But uh, yeah, I didn't think this was the best part of the show, that's for sure. I'm actually on the other side of the coin. I hope Statlander gets the win on Friday. Um, I I am in favor of a Chris Statlander push. I, You know, the, it depends what the Owen Cup win means. Because in some ways, maybe I agree with you. Because Ruby Soho feels maybe more akin to the Owen Hart attitude than Chris Statlander who's just off being an alien. But if it is just a instrument for a push i uh i think maybe maybe i'd go chris there but i'm interested to see one way or the other i'll, I'll be watching rampage on friday right before i go see top gun wow mm. brett baker versus tony storm oh boy I think the world of these two, and I think Tony Storm brings such star power to these matches in a way that I wasn't maybe seeing on NXT. I really think Tony Storm brings like some big fight feel with her. And the the this matchup felt big to me, and I was excited for it. And it felt like a very fitting uh semifinal where I wasn't sure where who was gonna win or which way it was gonna go. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought they they had uh, very poor chemistry in there. I thought this was actively bad at, at multiple points in the match tough scene at the end too I, I don't know if it was that jamie wasn't in the right space or the roll-up didn't go the way it was supposed to like they were or... closer to the ropes than they thought like they they adjusted when they didn't have to yeah, very interesting um yeah it's always tough to see that we talked earlier in, in this show about chemistry it can be a can be a fickle thing and i think they're both like you said i think they both exude star power in their own ways and it seems like a natural collision and a natural uh, pairing that should make a lot of sense. I don't know if it was just an off night or or what have you, but it certainly uh, as as part of a co-main event was sort of a was sort of a didn't quite hit them hit the marks that I was expecting. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. This felt like in some ways maybe the matchup of the two biggest stars uh, this side of Jade Cargill in the division, and uh, it just didn't deliver on that at all. It it really, I thought the crowd was actually pretty kind to it. They didn't turn on it at all. They were just kind of quiet. I thought it was, I thought it was bad to the point where you could have, you could have heard some booing, but they stayed away from it. So that was good. Good people. And then. And then, wow, we made it. It's time for the main event. Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly for a spot in the finals and on the pay-per-view in the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. This is my kind of match. Uh, I wish there was wrestling like this on TV every single week. This was strikes. This was submissions. Joe was awesome. O'Reilly is awesome. I love the selling. Uh, Joe, despite being, when did I first see Samoa Joe? 2004, five, six, maybe six-ish, something like that. It's like he carries with him like as much uh, forebodingness and natural 
believable aggression. What, do, you, do you have a good? Do you know a better word to describe it here, Zoops? I'm sort of. Struggling. I don't want to call. It, I don't want to call it legitimacy, but he carries. No, himself I think that's a, really good. Yeah. He has it like better than anyone, I think, and it's weird that you think he'd age out of that a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he will eventually, but it's it's not very diminished now. Uh, what a treat this main event. Uh, my match of the night. Whole lot of fun. Joe moves on to the finals to take on Adam Cole. And uh, Adam Cole doing his taunt is what takes us off air. They love to open or close with Adam Cole. Jeez, it, well, the show is all about the boom. So that's, you, you gotta, it's gotta be one side or the other. It, it would be impossible to deny how much that show is about the boom. All of it. All of it. Each and every piece of the entire show is about the boom. Did you like this match in the main event spot as much as me? To you and the Brainiacs in the chat, did you did you like this one? Am I overhyping it? Or was this like a 12-minute firehouse? Yeah, CSEPA with a good point. There's no lethal and code running that he was dreading. Yeah, I was I, I, I was expecting agreed. that too. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want my desire of who I wanted to win these two matches cloud how I felt about them because I wanted it to go um not that way. Either in either way, I wanted it to be Tony Storm and I wanted it to be Kyle O'Reilly here. Foolish heart just wanting uh my phase to win. Not that I don't love Joe. I just sort of like we talked yeah. earlier in the show and pushbook Barry, but feel very highly about Kyle O'Reilly. Um, but no, I'm with you. I think this is the this is the promise of Samoa Joe, and this is why you have Samoa Joe in is like hard hitting, pace, uh, impact, uh, meaning, really like taking a taking a up a notch in intensity and delivering in a main event slot, a main event caliber sort of performance and main event caliber work. Um, excited about I'm excited about him and Cole and in the, in the at the pay per view. I think it has a chance to really to really quietly rip. But as you know, we talk about Cole many times. We, made our feelings very clear but but in in the straight lines that he can draw he can be very very effective and i think mm -hmm. i think joe is going to be a good a good sort of match for him and i think i think it'll be that may be pretty instructive as to what we see the rest of the night um the main event depending on again depending on what comes of the owen cup i think it could be instructive of what kind of night we're going to have at uh double or nothing what do i know compared to tony khan right but i wouldn't have booked uh these two as my finalists in the owen hart cup this one, what would, yeah, it, it feels like a Cole. I don't know, like, is Cole your more likely winner here, or is Joe? I what I think, Joe, I, I think, I think good friend Jake maybe did sort of nail it earlier. I think we are, if we're not going directly to punk Joe, I think we're going to wink at it for a little bit and and we're going to hear about it maybe a couple of times. I guess until we know more about Ring of Honor, I'm probably being a little negative in my mind. It's like Joe is like ring of honor is where he's going to be building and built. And that makes me think Adam Cole is going to win, but I'm probably thinking too much about it. And ROH isn't like right around the corner. So it's, it's probably not the biggest consideration. Kyle skull 27 saying, I like the main event. Me too. See Suppa 55 saying, I don't know what the proper term is nowadays. So I'll err on the side of caution. Samoa Joe is going to make Adam Cole appear very small in the ring. Yes, he is. And uh, don't worry. See Suppa. I love to complain about that shit. When they made Keith Lee sell for Johnny Gargano, I was on here. I was on the front line saying, that's stupid. One minute in a drop kick, that's dumb. A guy like Johnny Gargano, you're Keith Lee. What we swing him around like a club, dude. I'm with you, C Suppa. Just my opinion. Cause I'm a guy, you know, I'm a guy who's got kind of that Joe thing, you know. We yeah, you you're so sure used to throwing guys around. Somebody yeah. small is up to you, you pick him up forehead and move him out of the way. You think Adam Cole jumps at me? I'm come on, Adam, please come on. You're gonna find out about the boom, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, that was dynamite zooms.
Awesome. And this was the AE double dudes. Oh, it sure was. What did you think of the show tonight? I had a great time. I think I think great great to be back. I think you know tough. We only did one show in the last four three weeks. I think we had yeah we had a we had a go away and then a, I was back and then a go away and now I'm back. Uh, but pumped about the pay per view. I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good night. I think it's gonna be a fun night a fun night of wrestling. And um, I came out of this with especially lately Hangman against Punk. I really don't know what to expect there and where that's gonna yeah. go. And I think that carries a lot of intrigue for me. Um, maybe not as much of a full show. Like uh, I'm looking up and down the whole thing, and like my eyes are popping out of my head. And, like I can't miss a single minute of this three out three four hours. But um, I'll be damned if I'm going to miss that main event. That's for sure. Seems like a good time to tell the Brainiacs and Friendos in the chat and the Nasty Casties. We're talking about Double or Nothing right now, but we will be back here the moment Double or Nothing ends. Taking your calls, your face on this screen. Hello, talk to me. Talk to the Zoobs. Have your voice heard. The line's open when the show ends. We go up and down the pay-per-view. We're talking to you. Come on back the moment Double or Nothing ends. Hit follow right now. You'll get the notification when we go live. We're going all night. It's our favorite thing to do on the channel, the post-pay-per-view call-in shows. Let me talk to you directly, Casties. And some of you do do this, which I appreciate. Nasty Casties. People listen on the podcast. Listen. Stay up late. It's Memorial Day if you're in America. You're not like the Zoobs. You didn't just have a baby. What are you doing? You can't be tired cares about being tired be tired on their time that's what doug stanhope says be tired when they're paying you think about that call in come watch it's a party in the post paper zoops is it a party it's a party it's a party 